Welcome back. It's Preakness time. The first bet's the place to start your betting action. Analysis on wagering on every race. First bet, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. I'll brought to you by Express Bet. And to get you ready for the Preakness, First Bet's giving you $20 in free bets for all new users who sign up now through May 15th. The promo code is Vegas20. Everyone who redeems this $20 free bet offer will see full access to the VEASAN subscription products for free. Now through the Belmont, VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Promo code Vegas20. Has anybody reached out to you about the Derby? No. Thank God. I've had that happen. I'm not even going to respond. Some of the people on Twitter. I'm not responding. It's like, yeah, guys, it's, no. yeah. Oh, it's two weeks old. What are we doing? Right. Mandaloon. I had Mandaloon. How do I not get paid? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not responding to you on Twitter if you reach out to me. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just not. Um, some stuff in the NBA. David Thorpe's going to join the program coming up in about five minutes. It's been a while since so we talked to our friend on the show. Uh, a lot to get into. This is the month Russell Westbrook is having so far in May. Oh. Look at those numbers. Oh. I mean, that is just... I don't even know what to say. 26 points, 16 rebounds, 16 and a half assists per game. What was the one stat? Guys to have 23 assists and or 20, 20, 20 and a triple-double. Westbrook, two, Chamberlain, one. What was it? Something crazy? I think it was something along those lines. And again tonight. Yeah, triple-double. Yeah, like 23 and 20 in the triple-double. This is how he is priced tonight. Uh, these numbers courtesy of points bet. Think about this. His assist prop is 13 and a half. To get eight plus assists, he's minus four thousand. Ten plus assists is minus eight hundred. His rebounding prop is uh, twelve, I believe. Yeah, think about this for a second. He's a guard. His rebounding number is twelve plus. That's minus three dollars to get twelve plus rebounds. Eight plus is minus twenty five hundred. Totals two thirty six and a half. Wow. The way they've been playing and their frenetic pace and what a turnaround. To win 15 of 18. My God. Awesome story. Yeah, but no Beal tonight, so they're up against it. Yep. They also they also have they they have the Hawks on Wednesday, too. So uh, Atlanta's going to win the division. And, I, you know what? I mean, a couple years ago, it was really like Westbrook, okay, you're the biggest stat stuffer I've ever seen. Knock it off. I mean, you're all about... I, I completely, this year, I give him full marks. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. You can't deny what he's done. Yep. I'm blown away at this now. And, you know, hopefully Beal's going to be fine. I'm guessing it's nothing major, uh, but he's going to be out of the game tonight. And this team, that, that I mean, Philadelphia's really good. But if that's going to be the 1-8, if the Wizards could come out and survive somehow the play-in and make the playoffs, and they're healthy with the way that, well, I mean, this is a great battle, by the way. Beal versus Curry to lead the league in scoring. Right. Going back and what forth. What did he have, 49 and 26 minutes or something? In 29 in? minutes, I believe. Right. And then Beal's got 50 in overtime and has to leave the game. The, the other thing is this 15-3 and three run by the Wizards. Look at the losses. Okay, you lose to Phoenix, that's one thing. They lost by one at Milwaukee and lost in overtime to San Antonio. Sure. This team could be on a sick, well, they are on a sick run, but they, it's ridiculous. It could be even, Who does this when they're like, you're 15 games under 500? Totally down and out. Yeah. Right? Kind of laughing at them. Huh, I guess that trade never worked out. Beat, Utah, twi- beat Utah twice in yeah. that stretch. Yep. Yeah. Up next, we will talk to the coach, David Thorpe, get his thoughts on uh, the Wiz, potentially in the first round. Could they give the Sixers some problems? Also, who's the coach of the year? We'll ask him coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit facing a disqualification after failing a post-race drug test for an excessive amount of an anti-inflammatory steroid. 
trainer Bob Baffert denies ever giving the horse the steroid in question, but he's been banned from entering horses at Churchill Downs. The post draw for the 146th running of the Preakness delayed until tomorrow. The Preakness coming up this weekend at Pimlico. The Vegas Golden Knights have won three straight. They're minus one Ted at home against Colorado, six under at the T-Mobile Arena. At the NBA, the Cavaliers have dropped ten straight. They're a six-point dog at home to the Pacers. VSIN gives you the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game, our daily members-only best bets email, and in-depth coverage each week in Point Spread Weekly. Now's the time to sign up for your 10-day free trial, vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Good to have you on board. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, early on a Monday morning. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. And let's kick off this hour talking a little NBA as the coach, David Thorpe, joins the program. You can read him at truehoop.com. Good morning, coach. Been a while. How are you today, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. I don't know if you heard much of our conversation about Russ and Beal and the Wizards in the previous segment, but we were kicking around if they, you know, can survive like the play-in stuff, the seven versus eight, the nine, 10, and make the playoffs uh, and be that eight seed against Philadelphia. We said, man, that's going to be tricky for the Sixers. Would you agree with that? Are we overreacting? Do you think the Wizards could give them a series or no? I do. Uh, in their last 15 games, they're one of the best teams in the league. They've beaten some good teams, as I heard you guys talking about. Uh, I, think, I think more impressively, as you mentioned, uh, they've been competitive, right? In the games they've lost, they, a number of those games were one or two point games. So uh, they're a top 10 offense and defense lately. And that's what matters, right? I, it's something I always really look at is I don't really look at playoff matchups typically with how they did head to head during the season because I never really believe that either team necessarily tried to win that one game. But over the course of, you know, in other words, they didn't scheme up really good the way they would in the postseason. But how a team is playing is, is very, very important. I mean, we saw what happened with Miami last year. So mm-hmm. the Wizards are feeling it, right? Russell's playing out of his mind. Beal needs to be healthy. And uh, the Sixers are capable of not scoring very well, and they can be pretty one-dimensional. I wrote an article last week, guys, about Ben Simmons. He's the key. If, he, if he's incredibly assertive, which we rarely see, I think Philadelphia is likely to win the East. But I don't think he's going to be assertive like that relentlessly and consistently. And so I think it's much more open to include a potential first round against the Wizards. Where are you at with the Bucks and the Nets? You know, Milwaukee and the Clippers are two teams that, that I keep waiting for them to really turn the corner. Milwaukee kind of is. Mm-hmm. The Clippers aren't. Uh, and, Brook- and so I think Milwaukee is going to be fine. I, I, I've been favoring them to win the East most of the season once they got their first longer win streak back a few months ago. I thought, okay, they've kind of figure some stuff out, and I think that they have, and I think that their history of failure, I think that's an important, that's like a vitamin that you have to take. You have to have heart-wrenching losses. If you look historically at the NBA, which, I, which I've been a fan of since I was a child, uh, you have to have heart-wrenching losses typically, and they have. Uh, Brooklyn, to me, is the biggest mystery by far mm-hmm. because those three guys are so spectacular together. 
Uh, it, it's almost offensive to think that they could win a championship considering how little they've played. And so my DNA tells me they can't, that you have to pay a tax for just not playing much together all year and developing all that connective tissue that champions always have. Uh, but if any team in the history of our league can win a title playing so infrequently together during the season, it's probably this team because of the, the true greatness of those three players on offense at the very least. But I will give a caveat. They just don't defend. And there's too many teams in, in, in the West especially that can take advantage of that enough and slow their offense that enough if Brooklyn even gets there where I wouldn't favor them. But they are such a historically great team when those three guys are together offensively. It's pretty scary. Okay, so going back to what you said about the Bucks, right? You have to, like, struggle at first on your way to eventually win a championship. And Paulie and I kicked this around a little bit earlier. As of right now, that 3-6 matchup would be the Bucks against the Heat. The same exact Heat team that took them out by the way, in embarrassing fashion for the Bucks last year as the one seed. They got throttled in that series. Would you like them to exact revenge against Spolstra and company here? Or do you think the Heat could just kind of maybe have their number? So I'm not a big believer in, uh, you know, the whole revenge factor. Mm -hmm. the, these guys are super competitive. Uh, I, don't, I Even in college sometimes, I don't think that. I think there's a different uh, psychological dynamic that goes on, though. And, and I've written about this. So it was back maybe a few months ago. Mm. It's, almost, it's almost as if they can't be embarrassed anymore. And that's very freeing. Anyone that's played golf kind of knows what I mean when you've had a really bad number of rounds with the guys you're playing with who are all better than you. At this point, you're like, I've already made a mess of this. So you almost relax <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs> I, I feel like Milwaukee against Miami, they're certainly going to have their attention. It's fair to say that yeah. if there was any degree of overlooking them last year, that's going to be gone. And then the other factor is uh, there is it, it's not really vengeance as much as a, a narrowed focus because of what's happened before and a relentlessness that maybe they didn't have last year. So I actually like that matchup against the Heat for Milwaukee, whereas last year, I mean, I probably liked Milwaukee last year too. But no, I don't think, I don't think they're, it's a bad matchup for them. I don't think they're in their heads. I would favor uh, Milwaukee pretty prohibitively in that series. As a fan and a guy who covers the league and a coach, what do you think of the play-in games and the fact we might get Lakers-Warriors and then you get the, this exciting Washington team involved too? Uh, the old, I will start with a the negative. There's not that much negative to it, but the one thing I don't like is the process that would potentially, this isn't going to be the case this season, but that would potentially have a 7 seed with 54 wins playing an eight seed with 45 wins. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Okay. I, I think there should be, like there was last year, if you remember, going into the bubble, there should be some type of parameter that if the, if the spread yeah. is within a couple games, we're going to have seven versus eight play. Uh, so going forward, I hope that they add that so that you're rewarded for having an amazing season. And if a bunch of teams had amazing seasons even more so than you, well, then you won't, you won't necessarily be seated higher than them. But you won't have to have a one-game playoff to get that seed that you earned all year with your great season. Uh, other than that, I, I, I like the idea of adding drama and intrigue. Uh, I, I, you know, LeBron has kind of been on both sides of the fence. He doesn't get a chance. Uh, he, he controls the league as much as it is anyway. The fact that he might have to do a playing game, so be it, it actually might help L.A. They, they need some games together. Um, I think it's going to make for, I mean, you guys covered the game too. Don't you think it's going to make for some great content and great basketball that might 
I mean, we're we're in the we're in the business here, guys. If the NBA is talking of attracting fans, I've got a I've got a you know own an almost twenty year old son who plays college basketball. Um, he is not the common twenty year old who likes the NBA as much as does because he's got me as a dad. But most of his friends don't really want to watch the NBA until maybe the finals, and we want to change that. So this is a chance to add a more common fan. I think it's a good thing, and the league should be doing stuff like that because it's an entertainment business too. It's not just a a league of competitive players. Well, if we get Lakers Warriors in the seven eight playing game, I mean the ratings yeah. for that. Yeah. Who's not going to watch? I mean that's going to be huge. It's a game. It's Curry versus LeBron game right. seven. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, well said. All excellent points. You're right. Who's the coach? I saw you tweet about this, and I know you know we, we have good tickets on Tibbs. Who's the coach of the year in your opinion? <laughs> I'm not sure I was right with that tweet. Um, Tibbs is, right now I have Monty Williams winning it, and I'll explain why in a minute. And I have Tibbs in second. I have Doc Rivers and Quinn Snyder right there as well. Um, it, it kind of three and four, but um, I, I give Monty the edge because I think what they've done in the West is more impressive than what the Knicks have done in the East with a weaker schedule. I looked it up today, actually. The Knicks have played the 27th, I think, weakest schedule in the league, but the Suns have played the 22nd weakest. Mm. Mm. So it's not like it's that much different, which is why maybe I made a mistake. But I do think that it carries some weight that Phoenix is likely going to be a two-seed in the West compared to the Knicks, where I think it'll be a four-seed in the East. It's, but if you told me Tom Thibodeau won, I wouldn't say you're stupid. It's, it's that close. And again, Doc has done great. And, uh, and what, the, what Quinn Snyder has done, we can't ignore the Jazz have been pretty much the best team in the league from wire to wire. Not quite wire to wire, but after they started 2-2, two and two, they've pretty much been the best team. They've, they've, I wrote this yesterday. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, two all-stars, they're starting backcourt. have missed as many games as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have. Mm. Equal number of games, 34 combined. Wow. And yet, and yet, here we go with you know, Utah being likely the one seed. So, and Quinn, Quinn actually did a real coaching change. He, he adjusted their offense last year and he tweaked back their defense for this season he, he tweaked their offense late in the season last year in the bubble they started shooting a ton of threes that's been maintained they're gonna set a record for it and uh i also think their executive dennis Lindsay, should win executive of the year because of of how he didn't mess things up he didn't overreact after they got beat by denver in round one uh but monty williams has them playing incredible defense and if you look at their roster you're not convinced they have many good defensive players that's that's coaching to me. Uh, he's done a great job getting them to to defend most nights, as has Coach Thibodeau, of course. Phoenix has had a better offense most of the year. They're not playing so great either way now. Phoenix isn't, but if if they don't go on a three game losing streak, I, you know, to finish the season, whatever, I, I would pick Monty Williams in a, in a close call. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, our guest David Thorpe. You can read him at TrueHoop.com. Another one then in the awards section. Uh, LaMelo Ball is priced like a $7 favorite. He's a huge favorite to win the Rookie of the Year. I'm not so sure that should be the case. I mean, the way that Anthony Edwards has been playing for the last, what, two months out of the season, does he not have a good case to be the Rookie of the Year? I mean, I would pick Anthony Edwards win Rookie of the Year. Huh? Wow. Uh, I, but I don't, I don't use the same rules that the average person would vote maybe does. To me, being uh, availability is a huge part of the story. Like, when we, if we talk about first-time NBA, there, there, you know, I have some rules in place. You have to play a lot to be a first-team All-NBA player or even a second-team All-NBA player. It matters because that's obviously affecting the bottom line, too. So the uh, Mellow Ball had a, a terrible start and then, and then had a very good middle before he missed a number of games. Anthony Edwards has missed very few games. He also had a terrible start. 
is coming out like absolute gangbusters. Neither neither player really helps their team win games right now. Lamelo probably does more so than definitely helps his team win more than Anthony. Uh, if you look at like advanced metrics, uh, the dunks and threes dot com has you know the estimated plus minus. They're both hurting their team when they're on the court. Lamelo less so than Anthony. But uh, as rookies, you almost expect that anyway. Uh, what Anthony's done as a scorer in the last two months has been pretty phenomenal. I don't, I don't know who's going to be the better player long term. I don't know if either guy keeps this up. I have question marks about both guys. But to me, what Anthony has done over the course of the entire season and being available for almost every game, I, I, I'm, he, might, he might play close to 70 games this year, I think. Um, I would give him the edge, yeah. I like hearing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a matchup that we would get right now in the Western Conference, the 4-5, would be Denver and Dallas. A couple things here. First, who would you like in a playoff series between those two teams? And for the sake of this segment, let's pretend that the Joker is going to get the MVP. He's a monster favorite right now. He should be. He's probably going to win the award. But if he who, doesn't win the award, they should cancel the award. Okay, very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. but, but who's the best player on the court in that series? Yeah. The Joker or Luka? Exactly exactly the right question to ask it's the first thing i always look at in matchups uh because this is a game of five on five not 11 on 11 mm-hmm. uh it's like in in baseball you know you have to look at the pitcher first so i always look at who's the best player on the court first and i i would give joker the edge it's a it's close and they're both you know two of the best players in the world by far and will be for a long time this won't be the last time we see these these two cats play i don't think uh they're gonna be around for a long time throw john morant in the mix because he's coming. Wherever he is, he, he's coming. Um, I would give Denver the edge. Uh, Dallas is so Luka-based. Denver is so Joker-based. But uh, the way they are constructed, the way I think the teams can defend, Michael Porter Jr.'s, I did not, I did not think necessarily that Michael Porter Jr. would become the player that he is. I always found him to be a low-IQ on-court player, high skill, high talent, low-IQ. But you're allowed to grow up as a player. You're allowed to understand the game better. The game's supposed to slow down for you. For him, it has on both ends. He's a much better defender than even last season in, in, Orlando, in, in the Orlando games. Uh, and so he becomes a real problem. Aaron Gordon has been struggling lately. I've, I've zeroed in on him. Uh, he's dynamic when his guy goes to double joker. I don't think you'll see much of that in the playoffs because he's he just reads it so perfectly and makes a, a very hard slashing cut and catches a lob dunk or just a quick pass for a dunk from Joker. Uh, so, but Porter Jr. is such a key guy, and I think Denver's success last year in the postseason will. I just it just builds reference points for them. It'll be, I mean, these Western Series guys. Oh. I think almost every series will go six or seven, except for maybe depending on who Utah plays in round one. Uh, Utah could end up steamrolling some teams. Because the, with, with, with their backcourt being out, Bogdanovich has realized he, he can play bully ball. And that has opened up his game. The way he's shooting the three better, his confidence is back. He really was a mess for a while this year. And, and so now, if Donovan and Conley come back healthy, which is a big question mark, I think Conley will be back this week. Donovan might play a game or two before the, the playoffs. Uh, Utah could smoke. They're, they're really, really good guys, Utah is. Follow him on Twitter. Can't wait to talk to you next week and preview the playoffs. What's going on at True Hoop? Oh, boy. So Henry Abbott has got this absolutely fascinating. It's going to be a Netflix TV series one day regarding the billionaires in the NBA and some of the most horrible people around the world and how they're connected. And I just wrote a big piece on the Sixers. I'm doing a lot of contender look. I'll probably do a playoff preview uh, near the end of the week. 
Very good. Excellent spot, sir. Yes. Good to talk to you again. Be safe, guys. Talk to you next yep. week. You right. too. Can't wait. Oh, that was super strong. Yep. There's going to be some dynamite. He's right. Some dynamite matchups, uh, I mean, especially in the West. Be- West, East, East loaded again. And it should be Denver and uh, Dallas. I mean, Dallas should take care of business here with uh, I think so, yeah. easy schedule. You want to keep winning and then, boy. You know, he might be right. Defending champs to be in the play-in game. Imagine that. And, and you might draw Curry. He's right. It's like a game seven. It's a March Madness. Would you like the Lakers against the Suns? But the Jazz? Well, after what they did to him last night, I know it just, that was bad. That was a really weird performance by the Suns. Yes. They were never really in the game. These series prices really become interesting. Yeah. And you also have to look at it compared to what the futures market is. The Nets are the favorites. The Lakers are the second choice. The Lakers might be the seventh seed. Then the playing are the second choice. And that's that's liability, too. But and then you're right. The Nets are the favorites. Seven games these guys have played together, the big three. Seven games. Yeah. I think the Lakers recently moved to, what, 6-1 to one to win the NBA title? And I mean, the path that they would have to go through, and, I mean... Doesn't feel like LeBron's going to be super healthy anytime soon. And the Nets might get the three. Correct. To, you know, Miami, then they have to go to Milwaukee because hmm? they keep losing games. We'll touch on today's Major League Baseball card coming up next. Since the first inning on opening day, this guy has been one of the best starters in the entire sport. Are you ready? Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up using the promo code VSIN2K to get two risky bets for $2,000. When you bet with PointsBet, you're going to get faster bets, withdrawals, and rewards directly at your fingertips. Download the PointsBet app today to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. So, are you ready? Terms and conditions apply. Void were prohibited. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Don't see... Uh, all of the games on the betting board as of this morning, but uh, a handful are up there. It's a small card in general, Pauly, but I'll tell you this, in the uh, good matchup today, well, tonight actually, in San Francisco with the Giants taking on the Rangers, Wood host Gibson, and uh, Gibson is the person I was referring to before Mm -hmm. the break. Since opening day, and he didn't even get out of the first inning against the Royals, he was awful, but since opening day, he's made six starts. 41 innings pitched. He's allowed six earned runs, a 1.32 ERA. The FIP, very good, 2.81. He's got a 0.85 whip, a 22% K rate, 5.8% walk rate. The BABIP has been 220, so that'll correct itself and go up, I'm sure, at some point. But only a 27% hard hit rate as well. The guy's been phenomenal. On the flip side, he's taking on Alex Wood, mm-hmm. who's also been very good. 23 innings so far, a sub-2 ERA, 3.10 FIP, BABIP. Uh, small, again, that'll go up a little at some point, but he's not walking a lot of guys. And the Giants at home are laying $1.40 today. Rangers around plus 130 or so, plus 128 on the take back. Somehow they're 500, and they're number two in ROI, what the Rangers are doing. And the Giants are in first place. Total of seven. We mentioned how the first five is flipped. 11-1 and one overrun for the Giants in the last 12. Mm-hmm. 
And remember, Colorado's on a 14 and one overrun. First five going back, but I, I'll take the plus money. You're right. The, oh, this guy, especially first five, how good this guy has been. I mean, eight innings, three three earned, six innings, one earned, six innings, one earned, eight innings, and you know, one bad inning the whole start. That's uh, it. the whole season, and then that we got one out to start to start the season. So uh, that, that's a good matchup, and I like the Red Sox. I know it's starting to move, but nine and one last ten against the AL East. Another team in first place here. Baltimore zero and five last five with Lopez against teams with a winning record, uh, could go over nine as well. But I, I would take the Red Sox tonight. And it, is it a Keller? I thought it was going to be Anderson, but it looks like it's Keller. It is. I yep. will point out that Anderson is – I have Anderson 6-0 and to the under. Do you really? His last start, he had a no-no in the seventh and couldn't get the win. That's right. Got, the, got beat. But, but look at his numbers. Very good. And look at the run Anderson's been on for Pittsburgh. Uh, and your boy Molly opens a forty favorite, although he'll probably go tomorrow. I guess it's, so it's, it's Keller and not – not Anderson, but I wanted to point that out with Anderson, too, how great he's been with this underrun. So some numbers here between these two pitchers. As uh, the Reds are $1.48, and the Pirates are on plus 135. But Molly, so far in the year, been strong. 12-plus Ks per nine. ERA is 3.23, FIP not much higher. But touched up in his last start against the Cubs. By the way, the Cubs have one of the best. They did actually have the best offense in baseball until this weekend from, like, April 17th. So they were finally starting to mash. But he was really touched up in his last start. Six earned, three home runs, and five innings pitched. For Keller, kind of the opposite story. 6-2-9 ERA. Phipps mm-hmm. 4-5-8. Walks a ton of guys. But his last start at San Diego, pretty strong. Five and two-thirds, zero earned runs. Um, but Molly has been, other than his last start, really terrific. And, by the way, I bet the Red Sox yesterday. That was a good game. And it came down to, you know, there was some drama there. Orioles were in it the entire time. But the Red Sox got the win. I'm with you today. It's uh, Perez against Lopez. And the, the Sox against Lopez, it's it's a small sample size. It's only, what do I have here? 43 plate appearances. They have four home runs, two by Devers. They've only struck out six times. And their slash line is 350, 395, 675. The Orioles hit Perez pretty well. But dollar forty, like you said, maybe going up at some spots. I like I like Perez and the Red Sox in this matchup today. Okay, all right, co-sign on that one. Yeah, right. The other reason to take the plus money with the Rangers is the run they're on. They're playing good ball. I would agree. On seven and nine, and what they are on the uh, over up plus seven units during that stretch, crazy. Look at look at Kansas City. They've lost eight in a row now. Uh, their offense is Ooh. Completely off the rails right now. Detroit all of a sudden become an over team mm-hmm. after all those unders. Like they had eleven and one under run, and now eight of the last nine have gone over. Uh Toronto, first five over. Look at these first five overs. Toronto, nine, one and two. Colorado, fourteen and one. Giants, eleven and one. You know, the the Royals had the best record in baseball basically a week ago. And they lost eight straight. They have five home runs in the last eight games. They're hitting, I believe, like around, I think I saw it today, like a buck sixty or buck sixty-five in those uh, eight games. So they've completely disappeared. And Padres Rocky still on the docket, yeah. right? Sen- How about this? Colorado, eight and one last nine with Sensatella at home against teams with a winning record. Wow, okay. That's funky. Let's start to look at some NFL win totals. We'll do that coming up next. We'll start in the NFC. We'll tie in one person's metrics for SOS. Give you the rundown coming up next.
We are live today from the OddTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and Casino, OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Live in-game odds and stats. You can compare uh, sports sign-up bonuses at OddTrader.com. Overall, I uh, I enjoyed the draft. I thought oh, it was great. good. Yeah. I can't believe I hit. I'll probably never do that again in my life. In one draft, I hit a 30-1 to one and a 33-1. to one. Leatherwood to the Raiders and trash to the Buccaneers. So I got to enjoy right. it while I can. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I also, I'll tell you, in about 10 minutes, I made a uh, pretty big, well, one of my bigger um, NFL win total bets I'm going to make on the entire year. Did that over the weekend. Tell you who that is. It's in the AFC. Well, I'm ready to go. I want the schedule on Wednesday. Oh, I, I can't, can't wait, wait until Now, Wednesday. Peter King thinks it's going to be Tampa against either Buffalo or Dallas to start the season. I, you can't go wrong as far as I'm concerned. Sexy game. Oh, do you know the ratings if they get Dallas? Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Back, back, oh. that offense. Right. That'd be the way to go. Start, that's how you kick off the NFL that, season. If we, if we get Brady, Brady against, against the, the Cowboys, that might good. be the highest rated opening night game ever in the NFL. And they're, by the way, okay, so how good are they going to be again this year, you think? Because Mike Clay is one of the best fantasy guys in the country. He works at uh, ESPN. And he's been sending out his projections for the entire year. He's got everything already out on Twitter. And based on current rosters, he projected the easiest, you know, SOS for every single team. He has the Buccaneers with the easiest schedule in the NFL. (laughs) They won the Super Bowl. They have everybody back. And per his projections, nope, easiest schedule in the league. That is... Perfect storm. Carolina's rebuilding. Atlanta's... On the way yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Aging quarterback can't stop a nosebleed, <clears throat> and uh, Breeze retires. They play at Philly. They're at New England. They're at the Rams. They play at Washington, at the Jets, and at Indy. And everybody else is going to be, you know, divisional game or else at home. Atlanta, per his number, second easiest. Uh, Buffalo third. Jets fourth. Dolphins fifth because, well, every team in the AFC East, the Patriots are actually si- sixth. They have easier schedules at the bottom half. So the most difficult schedules, Raiders, Bengals, Rams, Lions, Bears, Steelers. Per his numbers, the Steelers have the most difficult schedule in the entire NFL. And as we look at some of these numbers, I mean, so keep in mind, again, 17 games. And how many times Mm -hmm. are we going to say, I'll I'll, I'll get it out of the way right now. I'm going to apologize. When I talk about a team's record, I will say they're going to go 11 and 5. And I'll catch myself, and I mean, oh, sorry, they're going to go twelve and five or eleven. Well, the other thing, what do you do with the schedule with the Aaron Rodgers business? What do you? How do you treat Green Bay? I think he's gone. It's not, not. Do you really? Yeah, absolutely. Now, there was a good, good, good theory was floated. Can they extend Rodgers and trade Love to salvage the relationship? I mean, Brett Favre says this. Uh, this guy's dug in. I mean, be, if it, if they don't fire the GM, and I don't yeah. think they will because they've had a good record. I got news for you again. Uh, Right, if if the Packers think they're going to win this battle, hasn't talked to his family in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You think you're going to win out against Aaron Rodgers? That's right. Good luck to you. Good call. There was also a report that they were considering a quarterback again this year in the draft. Oh, great. Huh? <laughs> Who knows? But I don't know what to believe. Schefter waited until draft. Had that for months. Waited until draft day to drop that bomb. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a disaster. I cannot believe that actually happened. There's some interesting division prices. Uh, Buffalo's a dollar ninety to win the AFC East, and at William Hill, the Chiefs are only two forty to win the West. Two forty. Mm. Oh, 
So what happens if Denver goes to that division? Look at the AFC coming up in a minute. But the Buccaneers win totals 11 and a half. 12 and 5? Easiest schedule in the league? Everybody I want to see what happens Wednesday. You know, do you yeah. have three straight road games? Do sure, you, that, that you should factor a, in. You have a four and five. Who are you catching off bye weeks? All this business. But back to my earlier question, I don't know what they do. I mean, you're not going to treat the uh, Packers like they're the Jaguars, but if it's going to be Jordan Love and you don't know what you have, I mean, how many primetime games do you give them? What do you do? Well, they will. Here's what they've done in the past. They give the when the Jets and the Giants have been really bad, and that's still potentially a thing this year. They still get plenty of primetime games, and they're not afraid to go back to back games where it's Giants on Sunday night, Giants again on Monday night, then the following Thursday it's the Jets, and then they play again on Sunday night. I love the Week 18 Saturday doubleheader. I love that. Yep, that is awesome. Well, and then by the because way, it's, it's very difficult still on Sundays. On that final week, yeah, we got you got seven games at the same time, right, right, and they all right. mean something. And so, I believe then Circa will be putting out their contest then, or getting it together once the schedule actually comes out on Wednesday. They've been waiting all along for this to happen, and now that we're finally going to get the schedule, they can probably proceed how they're going to tinker with Survivor, uh, make it you know an 18 game schedule or an 18 week schedule compared to what it was last year. I know Jeff Benson here at Circa was tweeting out last night that uh, I think it, by the end of the month they'll have it out, right? And then Derek Stevens, is, his brain's been working overtime in the offseason. So. I saw him a couple times on vacation. He, he's, he, he loved giving out that bonus, and he wants to do it again, and they're getting creative with other ways to do it. Okay, very good. He's excited. That's what he yep. told me. Yep. I, think, yeah, I have more opinions in the AFC, but the Cowboys' win total is 9.5 that I saw. 9.5. They still have to play defense. Sure. But the offense is going to be very good. Disaster. But the defense, miserable. And I don't, like their win total is nine and a half. Washington is eight. Again, the Cowboys, a game and a half separation between the Cowboys and Washington. What's not to like about the Redskins? They upgraded at quarterback. I don't mind Fitzmagic at all. That defense is going to be the best in the division. Well, come on. They're priced the same as the Giants have said. That's crazy. That's, it's, doesn't Danny make any Dimes is a turnover machine. Correct. Come on. I, I don't I, I don't know why there's that sentiment out there regarding the football team. And then the, the West is going to be spectacular. And I was hoping so good. the Niners would be a 10. I did see like a 10.5. I think it was my, the lowest I saw on the Niners was 10.5 over minus 110. What the hell's going on oh. in San Francisco? Yeah, there is a 10 available. Okay. okay. All, of, all of a sudden, it's they're trading Garoppolo. Now he's going to be the guy for the next couple of years. So they sure. get Lance ready. <laughs> How does yep. this happen? Yep. <laughs> And that's at William Hill, huh? Rams are 10.5. Seahawks and Niners, the same number. Cardinals are an 8. Man, I just, 49ers bringing everybody back. Again, I like some of the stuff they did in the offseason. I like mm. Shanahan a lot as a coach. I don't, the, the way they handled this stuff in the draft was ridiculous, but whatever, he's still a really good coach. The personnel they have, I think, is uh, top-notch. Some of the best in the entire league. Rams at 10.5. I would mm. love to see Rodgers get traded. It would be so good for the league. I would love it. What it does to the, what it does to those two divisions? Number one, I get Rodgers and Mahomes in the same division, and then what happens to the NFC North? Oh, it's, 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 I mean, like it, you said, who's the best quarterback in that division? It turns into last year's NFC East. It I don't does. know if I want that. That'd be something. If he goes to Denver, oh, that'd be great. Well, I will tell you about the uh, the biggest win total bet that I made so far. It does come out of the AFC? Comes out of that division. I'll tell you why. I bet it coming up next.
exclusive Bex Daily Specials, Odds Boost, and the largest offer of live and play options. Bet River Sportsbooks, the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Play sugarhouse.com in Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler. As we continue talking about NFL, win totals are available. The schedule comes out on Wednesday. I totally, Las Vegas, Chris tweeted this out. Like, he needs to wait to see the schedule before he likes to mm-hmm. maybe, you know, have a strong opinion come in with uh, win total bets. I made this, I, I made a bet because of uh, difference in numbers and prices. And uh, a couple of things here. First of all, this tweet from Warren Sharp on the Las Vegas Raiders. No team has invested capital uh, capital into the secondary like this team. 14 picks the last five years. Most in the NFL, the average is eight. Six in rounds one and two. Most in the NFL, the average is two. Twelve in the first four rounds. Most in the NFL, average is 4.6. Yet the secondary has been terrible. The talent evaluation process must change. And I actually, I liked what the Raiders did in the draft. I know people had a problem with the process, right, of taking Leatherwood in the first round. They came back with that safety from uh, TCU in the second round. But I think our buddy Adam Hill said it best. Like, if they just flipped it and they went TCU safety first round, Leatherwood second round, nobody would have a problem with it. Yeah. They're two two pretty good uh, players. My problem is the drafts in previous years, and to that point of Warren Sharp's tweet and how the players have panned out and they can't evaluate talent. So the 2018 draft class, and I'll, I'll go rankings here based on pro football focus. Out of the three guys that are actually ranked because of enough playing time, Colton Miller on the offensive line ranked 34th out of 79. Brandon Parker ranked 77th out of 79. And on the D-line, Kendall Vickers ranked 112th at 125. Like the, the production now of guys that, okay, you're in your second, you're in your third, you're going to be in your fourth year. You need, need to be like key, like key players to the foundation that you're building. And they drafted poorly in 2018. 2019, Josh Jacobs, 21st out of 70 running backs. He's good. Alec Ingold, 3rd out of 12 fullbacks. But he's a fullback. How many teams use fullbacks anymore? Hunter Renfro, 42 out of 127. Actually, the highest rated player they have is the guy that got picked on the most, Cleland Farrell. Pro Football Focus ranks him 16 out of 129 on the D-line. After that, Max Crosby, 83 out of 109. Trayvon Mullen, 82 out of 121. And Jonathan Abram, he is the dead last ranked safety at Pro Football Focus, number 94 to 94. Come on. Last year, I get it, he was a rookie. Henry Ruggs, 123 out of 127. Damon Arnett, early on, cornerback, he was ranked 116 out of 121. And some books have the Raiders at 7. I did notice one book out here in Las Vegas, maybe because of the locals at seven and a half. I actually noticed there's a legal sports book right now. If you shop around or have the Raiders six and a half, I found eight and I laid under minus one thirty. Really? Is this team going to win nine games? Now I bet against them a couple of years ago, their schedule was impossible and I lost and I got it wrong. Yeah. Now there is, if there's a chance here, right? Potentially that they could get Aaron Rodgers. Like they're one of the teams allegedly, where Rodgers is, you know, could be dealt, whatever. Well, what if then, he goes to Denver? But well, if he, if he yeah, goes to Denver? But, yeah. you got to face Herbert, Denver, uh, Rodgers, and Mahomes? Sure. Now, this team, they were actually 4-2 and two against their division last year. Could have been 5-1. and one. Remember, swept they, Kansas City. Almost swept Kansas City, right? Yeah. I am betting on this team not going 4-2 and two in the division again. I'm betting on mm-hmm. Denver being better. 
I'm betting on the Chargers being better. And I don't think they, you know, maybe maybe they shock the world and beat the Chiefs again. Maybe they just match up well against them. But it's my biggest win total bet that I made so far by a mile with the Raiders. The only actually win total bet that I made. But when you have books that priced at seven and there's one at six and a half and I found eight, I'll gladly lay a dollar thirty on the under on that. So I can't wait to see what their schedule is going to look like. And again, Mike Clay for his numbers, like top six hardest schedule in the league. What kind of a home field advantage is it going to be out here? Is it, is it going to be opposing most opposing fans coming in? Well, here's the I thing. I mean, I don't know what that, that's going to look like. Don't you think, and I, I, you know, here's their schedule right now. I'll pull it up. Don't you think specifically this year, because everybody was on lockdown for basically a year. Yeah, couldn't, let's get out of the couldn't house. Couldn't go anywhere, right? Right. And now this you're, is my trip circled. I'm coming. Think, think about the the fans in that division with right. the Broncos being close. Always the, travel. The Chiefs, on incredible fans. Like if they're going to make a trip this year, aren't they going to say, "I've been locked in my house for a year." Yeah. Screw this. We're going to Vegas. We're going to watch the Chiefs or the Broncos play the Raiders. I think that's a huge angle. And their schedule, they play at Indy. They're at the Giants. They play at Dallas. They're at Cleveland. They're at Pittsburgh. They're at KC. Give me the home games. Uh, Raiders home games. Chart. I'm just uh, completely out of order. But Chargers, Bengals, yeah. Eagles, Washington, Chiefs, Dolphins, Baltimore, Denver, and the Bears. Oh God, the Bears fans are going to take over the city. It's a great call. Oh my God, absolutely they will. I just so I I think it's. Like, what's more likely here? Because, again, you can find six and a half. What's more likely for the Raiders to go over six and a half and get seven wins or to stay under nine wins where I get a push or I win my bet? I think the I think a, a very probable landing spot for the Raiders this year is somewhere in, like, six, seven range. Maybe yeah. even eight. Maybe it's maybe it's, they even land at eight and eight, or eight and nine. There you go. I, I just can't see him winning nine games. Okay, let's say Rodgers stays put. Is Denver better with Bridgewater? Then they well. Here's the thing. Then Teddy's they were, taking a beating, but I, Teddy's better than Locke. Teddy's been an ATS machine in his career. I would agree with that. Yeah, they also closed strong down the stretch. ATS. Mm-hmm. They were in all those games. You know, you had the win total. I mean, they, they what they start three and one. They were in all those games. Of course they were. Yeah, yep. And he had some injuries, but also they were without McCaffrey. And I think yeah, what the Broncos have built around him, their defense is going to be much. The, the Broncos right now have one of the best secondaries in football. Draft was awesome. They got guys coming back. Signs signings that they made. And then with their receivers, and uh, they added Williams, the running back from uh, North Carolina. If the offensive line could be decent, I, I would fully expect Denver to be better. By the way, there's some other win totals in the AFC, like the Colts in the South. Now, that division, keep in mind, obviously, the Texans are going to be god-awful. That's another one, too. What's going to happen to Watson? Yeah. What do you do with their games? Do you keep, you got to keep them off prime time altogether next year. Peter King actually wrote about that today. Where's Watson next year? What, 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 what's... Yeah, I think Jacksonville's going to be better. There's also like this narrative of, you know, so Carson Wentz is going to go to the Colts and work with the coaching staff that he had like four years ago with the Eagles. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that works. But I know this. Maybe there's a better chance that Carson Wentz flat out stinks. Mm-hmm. And he's no longer any good at playing football. Possible. And that they come back to the pack and they, because they have to win 11 games to beat you to go over. It was everything. Interceptions, sacks. Of course. Hold on to the Bad ball. Bad footwork. Right. Couldn't feel the pocket. And uh, two, two of the better teams, as we move here, to the guys, if we can go to the north as well and look at some of these win, division, uh, win totals, the, the Bengals are going to be improved. But the teams at the top, you know the Ravers are going to be good. The Browns are like one of the best teams in football. We saw them make the leap last year. 
And like David Thorpe was talking about with teams that eventually kind of like they put up with like bad losses or you got to, you know, have devastating defeats, whatever it is. They put up through, you know, with a lot, obviously, with this franchise for a long time. They finally got good, got over the hump last year a little bit, battled the Chiefs in that playoff game. Maybe they take another leap. And the Steelers at nine, I know Harris was the obvious pick. I can't stand their offensive line. It never got it, you know, never improved in. And I've been higher on the Steelers the last two years than probably anybody. Loved them last year before the season. Mm-hmm. Loved them before the, you know, in 2019 when Big Ben got hurt. Um, so that sucked, obviously. But the, the defense is going to be great. But eventually, you can't win every game 14-13. And Big Ben did not look great last year. He's at, He has awesome receivers. But that offensive line, coupled with the fact that they're looking at the most difficult schedule in football, and they have to play the Ravens and Browns four times, and the Bengals are going to be better. Oh, man. I'll give you one. Back to the NFC West, Arizona at eight. It's a big year for Murray and Kingsbury. Yeah. They should have made, they blew that. They should have made the playoffs. Last I would year. agree. You can't, you, they blew so many games, and their short yardage was horrendous. So that, that's, now you bring in some more weapons for them, and I want to see some creativity and imagination. They should be able to score points. Yeah. And, well, you know, I, I don't like the Watt thing at all. <clears throat> but, but, uh, but man, that's a loaded division. It and is. This, is, this has got to be the year. We've been saying it for three years. This has got to be the year Seattle takes a step back and they can't win all these close games. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Can't be. You, you, you can't, can't do can't it year be. after year. Yeah, pulling a rabbit out of it every single time with these close games. It's been like three years now in a row. And you know where I'm at with Stafford, so. Yeah. Good luck um, if you want to win 11 games with him. Good what luck. Think, what do you think of the Bills win total? Well, I'd like them to win the division. 30, I'll tell you that. Third easiest wins. Uh, I'm sorry. Third easiest yeah. SOS in football per Mike Clay's numbers. Yep. You got Allen some weapons, and you saw what happened. I was shocked by that. I could the accuracy all of a sudden. He's great, sure. but I, I think yeah, MVP candidate. I think that's here to stay. And who knows what New England's doing at quarterback? Sure. So if you bet the Bills over, obviously they have to finish at least eleven and six with that win total beating ten and a half. Mm-hmm. How do they like? This is all ba- you know. Assuming these teams don't have like a 49er situation last year where everybody gets hurt, right? They stay relatively healthy. What has to happen for the Bills not to be really good again? Does does Allen be an injury? Does Allen come right. back to the like? I don't see that happening. I think no. Allen's here to stay. No, he was so good last year. Tua would have to take a big jump. Uh, Wilson would have to be great, and whoever they play a quarterback, New England, New England getting all these guys back, and yeah, yeah, I'd be shocked by that. And, and if they don't win the division, I, I think they're going to be really good again. I think they're going to be awesome. Yep. I, in fact, I. I don't know. I think maybe the Ravens might not be as good as they have been. Although I got a lot of respect for that organization. But Bills are damn good. Well, he, Lamar's got to get better. I, I know. They, they helped him out. They drafted more wide receivers. Yep. I can see that, that passing game just hit rock bottom after two years ago. I can really see the Browns winning that division. You're not going to get a good price. No. or like plus 140 or whatever. That's all it is. But they're really good. I like Stefanski a lot. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, we'll talk some Major League Baseball with Derek Cardi coming up in about 10 minutes. Got a good question on him uh, about the American League MVP of voters. We'll look at a guy maybe in a last-place team and give him the award. Up next, big night tonight in the NHL. We'll give you the updated betting numbers, what they're looking like tonight. Huge card coming up next. <laughs> 